You're listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. It's taking a couple of minutes to buffer. That's Jersey for buffer. We got a great show lined up for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a lot of fun. One of my favorite comedians is joining me tonight. We have both been tested negative for COVID-19, so we don't need this shit. Please say hello to my friend, Kevin Israel. Kevin, thank you so much for coming down the basement. He's in the basement. You don't know how hard it is to get a guy like him to come to a basement. Usually you got to do some crazy stuff. You got to do some crazy shit. (laughs) And hopefully tonight we will do some crazy shit. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Let's laugh a little bit. Let's talk about what's going on in the news. Then we're going to talk about what's going on in my friend Kevin's career, where he's going to be entertaining, where I'm going to be entertaining, where we're going to be entertaining probably, hopefully, together. Because in our careers as comedians, we have shared the stage many times. Many times. Many times. So this is Kevin Israel. He's a phenomenal comedian for those of you who are all listening on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, and all of that craziness. Ah, Laura's writing in, so we are going to see some people ask some questions when we get into it. So let's have some fun. I was watching the news tonight, and you could chime in as much as you want on this subject, because now you got a COVID shot. Mm -hmm. Now, what did you get? See, that's funny. As soon as you get the shot, the first thing you say to somebody else that got the shot, what'd you get? What'd you get? Because you want to find out if you're in the same team. Yeah. Same side. All right, what team are you on? Pfizer. Pfizer. Ah, (laughs) maybe I can't talk to you. We're going to infect each other somehow. You know what? If you got Pfizer and I got Moderna, does that mean we, like, we can't be friends no more? No, you fucked we're everything gonna, up. Yes, we're at war. I was supposed to get Johnson and Johnson. See, that's the one. I well, I don't know what happened. I filled out all this paperwork on the internet, and you know, Jersey COVID nineteen oh, shot, yeah. this shot, that shot. Where you gonna get CVS, Rite Aid? And I was all scheduled to get Johnson and Johnson, but I didn't know it was Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> I didn't know until it broke in the news, don't get Johnson and Johnson, and then my phone said, you've been canceled. And I got canceled for Johnson and Johnson, then two days goes by and it said, you're rescheduled at a different place, and it said you'd be getting Moderna. If I, was, if I hadn't gotten the shot already, and I was looking now, and they said you can get the Johnson and Johnson, I'd still get it. Oh really? For the one shot? First, it's we're six people out of like seven million people. Right. It's infinitesimally small. It, there's no. It's it's. Oh, stuff always happens with every medication. There's always somebody who gets something. I'd still for one shot, not to have to go through the two shots. Yeah, I would do. Well, you know that's that's a good thought. That's a good analogy. Yeah, it's a small, small, small amount of people, and nothing happened to uh, millions of people. And there are some people that, you know, get a flu shot and then they're sick as hell, whereas millions yeah. of people get flu shots and they don't get nothing. My wife got the Johnson & Johnson. She's fine. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean. So she got it before the president said, oh, hold it. Yeah. Yeah. She got it. She got it uh, about a month ago, uh, five weeks ago. And she's fine. She got she got a little headache. You know, everybody gets something. She got a little headache. She's fine. Well, I was scheduled to go to a Rite Aid to get the Moderna shot, and when I went there, there was nobody in line. I was the only guy in the Rite Aid, and it was in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> it really was in a bad you neighborhood. You weren't getting the vaccine. <laughs> it was a bad neighborhood. <laughs> felt like a drug deal gone wrong, and you had to get out of the car. It wasn't one of those pull-up ones. I don't even know if they have pull-up ones. 
I only say that because today I got a COVID test and you did it in yeah. a drive-thru. Yeah. Which was hilarious. And I wanted to videotape it. I didn't want to be an asshole, but it was it was hilarious. So, But I got the Moderna shot in a Rite Aid. Nobody was there except the girl who was giving out the shots. I guess maybe I was the first one or the last one. And when she was giving me the shot, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying much of anything. Because I'm a chicken shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to fucking hurt. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she goes like this. She goes, are you who I think you are? And I'm like, I don't know. Who do you think I am? She goes, a comedian guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm a comedian. <laughs> I go, yeah. She goes, can I get an autograph? I'm like, not now. <laughs> I can't move my arm. <laughs> but oddly enough, I was fine. The next day, yeah. holy shit. I had a massive headache. And everybody was telling me, you're dehydrated. I'm like, no, I've been drinking water, and I've been taking the Tylenol. I've been doing everything I was supposed to do, but that headache and the nausea. Oh, really? Two days. No shit, two days. Yeah. Wow. And nobody really said why, except your Google friends who say, you're sick because you had COVID, and the antibodies are fighting the antibodies. <laughs> That's science. You heard it here first. Right. Antibodies fighting antibodies. The antibody said to the other antibody, hey, 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 there's not enough room in here for all of us. You're going to fuck us up. This is my corner. We're trying not to get the guy sick. Is that what happened to you, though? So what's your experience? No, my first, my first shot, I was fine. I didn't get anything from my first shot. Nothing. Everybody's saying the second shot. That's why I get my second shot Monday. All right. And I'm nervous because everybody's saying the second shot is when you get it. So when you go to get, get your second shot, are you, like, planned... To be sick? Yeah. Oh, I'm fully prepared. You're taking the next day off? I'm so prepared that even if I don't, I'm just going to hypochondriac myself into convincing myself that I'm sick. Is that a real thing, hypochondriac? What is the word? Hypochondriac. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you remember, there was an episode of All in the Family, and he was always saying, it's psychosomatic. Yeah. You think yourself into being yeah. something. That's a 100%. You remember that? Yeah. That episode? Yep. Yeah, yeah. His son-in-law, Mike, kept going, it's psychosomatic. <laughs> it's not Me real. Me that. Yeah, he was a scientist. <laughs> what a great show, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, great I show. mean, you know, when you could actually make people laugh without worrying. Um, the funny thing about the testing, so I got a, one of those drive through tests early on, you know, last year in the spring. Right. I went and drive did the drive through And it was like going through... You would have thought you were going through like a government lab the way they were they were like, All right, there's two bags and the lady walked through and the lady behind the window had a mask on. I was like, Why do you have them? You're not even in you're not near yeah. any, you're not near me. What do you and she walked me through and there were swabs, you had to wipe the bag, you had to wipe the box, you had to wipe everything and she every every step and so then I started sticking in my nose and she's like, It's not in far enough. and she it was so thorough. I went for this because we had to get tested. And the lady was like, here's your bag. You know what to do. And I was like, I guess I guess it's changed a little bit. I guess they're not as worried about it anymore. No swabs. No nothing. <laughs> it, it's really crazy the way the whole thing is. I think it's going to be great that you're going to go get your second shot. I hope you don't have to go through any hell. Me too. I'm afraid to get my second shot because if the first shot fucked me up like that, the second one's probably going to, I don't know, really destroy me. Or well, maybe it'll be the maybe, other way. Maybe, yeah. Maybe because you already got it. Maybe I should right. stop getting these shots at the gas station because <laughs> not everybody goes there. They give you a donut once you get the shot because you have to have sugar. Today I went and got a COVID uh, test. I got a test last week for this show. 
my own show, because we all get tested before everybody comes down to do the show because we want to do what's right. Uh-oh, here comes somebody. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Anyway, uh, I went and got a COVID test today because I got a part in a movie, and the movie's called Mob Sense, and uh, I'm going to go start filming in Philadelphia on Thursday. So yeah. today I had to get a COVID test. So I go to the drive-thru, and uh, there's, there's the girl on the other side of the glass, like you're at a bank, like an ATM, and she's talking over the loudspeaker, but I watched the video of what you're supposed to do to get this type of test. I've had many different tests. This is the first time I went through the drive-thru like this. And uh, you know that I watched the video, so I handed my driver's license and my insurance card. And she handed it back and said, I don't need that. I just need your date of birth. I'm like, I don't know. You should watch the video. <laughs> this video clearly says I need to be prepared. I was more prepared than the late. So she hands it back to me. What's the date of birth? I tell her the date of birth, and she goes, here's your package. What was your appointment time? And I said, 1140. And she goes, you're a little early. I'm like, nobody else is here. <laughs> well, wait. Well, you want me to back up? Wait. I could back up. It was only 10 minutes early. I said, I'm not early. I'm prompt. Don't make me get out of the car. My dad always said 10 minutes early is on time. Yes. My mother used to set our clock 10 minutes back so that you would do things early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We always thought it was 10 of, and it wasn't. It was the hour. What a mind fuck yeah, my parents really played on us kids. It's probably 10 minutes too early to be doing this show. But anyway, so uh, I go to take the test. And she hands me all the equipment, and just like you, uh, take out the thing, stick it in your nose, roll it around. Now, I wanted to record, and I wanted to do something funny. So I'm like this, is this deep enough? And she goes, a little deeper. And I go, I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> she goes, just go a little deeper. And I'm like, okay, two plus two is four, two plus two is four, two plus two is nine. <laughs> they say, go until you feel resistance. Really? Resistance is my brain. Like, I don't want to, yeah. Like, what's the only thing? Is that it? Go until you <laughs> yeah. feel resistance? Yeah. yeah, what was that? A person behind you <laughs> going, stop it! Yeah. Stop it! I see it poking out. What the hell, you nuts? <laughs> well, I took the test, and uh, everything was fine. It's kind of funny. You put it in the little thing, and you send it back in. And, uh, let's just hope this is the end of this shit, because we were watching the news tonight, and it said in the news, anybody who's been vaccinated 100%, whether you got the two shots or the J&J, &J, you don't have to wear a mask yep. in public. Outside. Outside, outdoors. Outside. Now, I don't know about you, but I wasn't wearing a mask outdoors anyway. I thought that was always safe. I thought, outside was safe. I thought it was more risky for me to not wear a mask and get bit by a bee or something like pollen than the COVID-19. Because we're in a town here where they, you don't bump into anybody. Yeah, it's, I, I, I was always under the impression that they said outside was safe because the flowing air and that you were never, you're usually not that close to people. I, I always thought masks outside were an option. Yeah, well, it's really going to suck if you're one of the people like myself who bought thousands of masks to sell after a comedy show and now you can't sell them because nobody's wearing them. <laughs> you can make them into something else. What can you make them into? I don't know, a diaper? 
A thong? A thong! There you go, ladies. Is there any strippers out there that would like some uh, thongs that used to be on somebody's nose? Is there any strippers out there? Now this could be on your ass. We're in Jersey, bro. Yes. strippers everywhere. I wonder how badly the stripper industry has been hit because of COVID. You know, it's funny that you say that. So, the highway that leads Uh to, to my house, there's a strip club right on the corner, right when you turn into where my town is. Right. As soon, literally, as soon as they were like 20% indoors, dudes were at the strip club. I was like, are you guys that? Like, that was what you were missing this whole time? You were missing the lap dance? (laughs) You were missing somebody rubbing against your crotch while you're in jeans? Yeah. Like, that's what you, that was like, I gotta gotta get there. Now that I've been vaccinated, (laughs) I'm gonna do nothing but every night at strip clubs. Don't worry, Jasmine. I got the Pfizer. Yeah. Come on. Put your boobs over here. Here's your dollar. I've been dying to do this. I wiped my hands. I washed them. I hope all the strippers have been dancing in masks, though. Ladies, safety first. Yes. Fully naked in mask. Yes. In fact, don't wear any clothes, just the mask. There are some strippers that should wear the mask, whether there's a quarantine or not. Whether there's COVID-19 or not. Not only should some strippers be wearing masks, there's some people that you wear masks. <laughs> you can you can keep the mask on, don't worry. Yes. Uh, could you imagine in the future you walk into a bank and you don't have to wear a mask anymore, but you are wearing your mask, and the banker says you have to remove your mask because now I think I'm not being held up, and you can say no, it is my right to wear this mask. <laughs> And hand you this note. Do you remember 2020? You remember what happened? Yes. The first time I went to a bank, uh, when this all started, we had to wear masks. I remember walking up to the bank and I saw my reflection in the door. And I'm putting on the mask and I was like, I look like I'm going to go rob. Like, I feel like I'm in a movie. Like, I'm about to go rob the place. I walked in, I felt so weird. Yeah. I wonder what the world's going to look like five years from now, where somebody says to their kid, we used to do this. You don't got to do it no more. And then your kid's going to be like, you did what? Why? Oh, there'll still be people wearing masks. Yeah. I think this is forever. Yeah. You're going to have people forever wearing masks. Well, even before the pandemic, people were wearing masks coming in from different parts of the country. Yeah. Well, the world, getting on planes. You'd see it. A lot of times in Manhattan, you'd see on the subway, you'd see somebody wearing a mask. Yeah. And it would always make me, and I would always be like, do they know something that I don't know? Yeah. should I? What do they know? This is fucked up. Should I? Shit, what, what's happening? Remember when you went to a bathroom and somebody's wearing a mask? I'm like, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, I could see that. But doesn't that keep the shit in? I always thought that when you wear a mask into a toilet, you're like, the shit stink is going to stay within you. Did you ever burp mask. in a mask? Yes, I it's burped the in worst. Oh, it's it's the worst. worst. Your own bad breath kills you. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to have a beer. Half, the, burp. half ah. the digested chicken parm coming back at you. <laughs> Oh good. It's no good. That's when you gotta go like this. Ooh. Ooh. Wait a minute, baby doll. What did you have for dinner? What? Ah, oh, chicken palm. Ah. Extra garlic. Yeah, oh shit, that stinks. We're having beers right now. In fact, uh, he's having a nice corona and I've been doing my old school Miller Light. That if is. anybody remembers Miller Light High Life. The High Life. Yeah, you can't even get these. They, they, they fell off a truck somewhere. But, uh, in 1963. I don't, I, I don't know how I find them. Remember that? 
Miller High Play. But anyhow. It's fancy. So he's going to get his shot. He's going to be fine. I'll get my second shot. We'll be fine. And then comedy will make its way back to the stages, and people are going to start going out and having some fun like they do in Florida. Florida is so open, it's ridiculous. I was happy to be out there for two weeks. Bunch of shows. Everybody was having fun. Now we're back in New Jersey. Here's a little rant that we're going to talk about. Now, I know a lot of people were watching the fact that I was flipping out because my friends kept texting me and they were pissing me off. And I kept telling them, stop fucking texting me. I'm your friend. Pick up the phone and call me. If you have a problem with me, you want to have an argue with me, you don't text me. You pick up the phone and you call me or you come to my house and let me know when we're going to sit down together. Now, not only is Kevin a fantastic comedian, but he does work in another career. And why don't you tell us a little bit about that, and then I want to get your view on this whole texting me bullshit. I am a, lo a lawyer in recovery, <laughs> and I, uh, I do also work in public relations. What exactly is that? Public relations? Uh, it's, you know, when you want to get something out in the media or the press, you want to talk about something, you want to get publicity for something. Or, in the reverse, if something's happening and you don't want it to be in the press, right? we, uh, we help you out. So right now, if I needed a lawyer because of the shit I'm about to say on my show, Kevin would be the guy I would need to call to say to me, Mike, shut up. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say You can't say that. Do you actually do that? Yeah. Oh, do you yeah. have clients you're like, hey, would you shut up? Yeah, don't say. Don't say nothing. Like, how do you actually say that? Typically, if here's, the, here's, here's some free advice. If you think that you have to call somebody and ask them, should I say this? Just don't say it. It's that simple. If it's if it if it hits in your head and go, hmm, should I say this? That's your brain going, don't fucking say that. Oh well, then that happens to me every ten seconds. Yeah, but that's how you've made your you you you're one of the few who've made a career successfully saying of saying shit. all that shit. Yeah. So you're an exception. But for because most people, I'm a comedian. Yeah, most people, comedians, we we sort of get a pass. Yeah, we get a pass. But only for a little bit. Yes, and but then when you smaller. get, but then when you get to, like movies, certain movies, or if you like that guy from SNL, he was about to be on SNL, and then they went back and they found some tweets from like 13 years ago where he said something stupid, and they were like, "Well, you lost your job." So comedians on stage, you can say whatever you want, as long as the audiences are laughing and the bookers are booking, great. But the minute you want to move on to, you know, a network comes calling or a studio comes knocking on your door. They're going to say, we need to go back to your social media and see all the stupid shit you said and erase it. And you better hope nobody screen captured that stuff. Oh, man, I'm a dead man. <laughs> Actually, I think I got a pretty clean pedigree, but you never know what's going to fall out of my family tree. And I really don't give a shit at this point because anything that falls out of my family tree is probably going to be damn funny. And that's what we use to make our money anyway. That's all it's about. But so, like, if I was in a lot of trouble for some reason, I could call you and say, hey, listen, uh, can you help me keep my mouth shut? Yeah, I would say, yeah. That is hilarious. Shut your fucking mouth. Do you hear the advice from this lawyer? If it feels like you shouldn't say it, don't say it. It's that simple. It's, it's literally that simple. It's like a slogan. Yep. If I, had, if I had one of those commercials, Israel and Israel, if you feel like you shouldn't say it, don't fucking don't say, say it. it. And then you don't have to, and then I wouldn't get paid because everybody would be like, oh, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. And then I just put myself out of work. Call Israel in <laughs> Israel at 1-800-ISRAEL. 1-800-KEEP-YOUR-MOUTH-SHUT. Yeah. 
At Israel, we keep it real. There's a there's a there's a funny video on YouTube of some law firm that uh, it's these two lawyers who both look like they're in the mob, and their whole thing is shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. And it's like if you get if the cops stop you and ask any questions, shut your fucking mouth. If they want to, if they say is anything in your car, shut your fucking mouth. I love that law firm. <laughs> and you know what? And it's all true. It's all true. You never say. Don't say. The more you set, you're just hanging yourself with your own rope. This is the law firm of Anthony and Anthony. <laughs> don't say nothing until you call us. And then when you call us, you don't know nothing, you don't see nothing, you don't say nothing. Done. What happened? We don't know. Were you there? Where? <laughs> Did anybody call? I ain't even got a phone. <laughs> There you go. You, Thank you. Just, you you just passed the bar in New Jersey. Yeah, I passed the bar. <laughs> That's the bar exam. The bar is so low you can step over it. The bar exam in New Jersey is one question. What do you say? The answer? Nothing. <laughs> Thank you for calling Anthony and Anthony. We'd give you our number, but then you'd know where we are. <laughs> but then we'd have to say something. Recently, I've been telling a lot of people that uh, I had to cut some friends out of my life. And I had to do it because they were driving me nuts. And some people who were uncomfortable with either something that I said or something that I had done, they didn't want to talk to me. They just wanted to send me a text. I'll get in touch with you when I'm ready to talk to you. And I'm like, don't pull that shit with me. You either talk to me now or we ain't going to talk at all. And it came down to things to me that were just really stupid because you can't hear someone's inflection via text. You can only see the text. So if I wrote to you, I love you, you might read, I love you. But maybe I'm being sarcastic on, yeah, I love you. See the difference? Yeah. But you can't hear that. So if I said, go fuck yourself, you might hear, go fuck myself. When I really meant, oh, come on, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Which means, have you been? So stop texting each other and call someone. Get a rotary phone. Spend some time dialing. Earn it. Earn that shit. But so what do you think about that? I think it's funny that you're saying, don't text me, call me. And I feel like 60 years ago, people would be like, why are you calling me? Just come over to my house. I want to see your face. There's no way for me to know what you're saying unless I see your face. I feel like technology, every time it moves forward, there's our generation back that just goes, let's just keep it. We were good. Yeah. I got to tell I I agree with you in theory. The problem is I like text messaging for it, the quick, easy way it gets you out of some things. Okay. And I realize it's lazy, but I do like just being like, we good? Yeah. Done. Right. Okay. But that's text messaging uh, uh, directions. That's text messaging. How are you? You good? All right. I'll see you later. That's text messaging. I'm late. Oh, I'm going to be early. Can I come now? I lost my phone. Something. Not, uh, Mike, this is why I have a problem with you. We were supposed to do this. You said that. And then we were going to do that. And by the time you're done reading, like, dude, you could have just fucking called me by the time I'm done reading all of this shit. There's three paragraphs of reading shit. Pick up the phone and call me. And then they don't call you. So you got to start saying all this kind of shit in the text. And it's not going to come right. Outright. Now, I talk my text, and then I very seldom read oh, what I do, said. You do talk to text? I talk to text. Ah. I can't do this fucking dumb shit. I got fat fucking assorted fingers. 
So I can't do that. So I'm just being like, hey, how are you? Just pick up the phone and call me. I've cut so many people out of my life for doing this texting bullshit. I told them, listen, I'm going to delete your phone number. And the next time you call me, I'm going to see a, a, a number. And I don't see your name. And I ain't talking to you no more. I had another friend. Listen to this, everybody. You can eat, We'll even take in uh, questions after I make this statement for Kevin and myself on this particular topic. A friend of mine would send me a text like, are you up? <laughs> now, if I text you, are you up? What are you going to text me back? Well, if I am, yeah. Now, if you write me back, yeah, I'm up. You're going to expect I'm going to call you now, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. He wouldn't call me for, for months. And I'm like calling him going, yeah, I'm up, I'm up. Hey, I'm up. What's up? What's up? It's all right? You all right? You're right? And then nothing. And like a month would go by. Then you'd get another text message. Hey, what's going on? Oh, what's going on? Um, I don't know. I didn't speak to you since you asked me if I was up. But for years, he was doing this. So finally, I sent him back a text and it said, I'm deleting you from my life. <laughs> and I did. You've brought nothing. So recently, maybe two days ago, he sends me an email. And the email says, you I had a heart attack. <laughs> no, I had a heart attack. And I had to go to the emergency room. Now, what do you do? Let's take in the, the answers right now. What do you do? What would you do? This guy ignores you. He does you all this bullshit. And you don't want to deal with it no more. He sends you an email that says, I had a heart attack. I was rushed to the hospital. You don't say nothing else. He's really not a good friend anymore. What would you do? Anybody. So you could say, tell me what you do. Text is good and bad. The bad... This is coming from John Fossida, for those of you who are listening on Spotify. Text is good and bad. The bad is, you can say I didn't say that, but you really did, but really didn't, because you text and didn't say it. That's John, deep. thank you for being Italian. That was deep. That was fucking hilarious. Was that a haiku? I don't know what it is. Confessional Magazine on Instagram says, call immediately, no matter what. I think that's the way to go. Oh, wait a minute. Now, here's, here's Dixie LaPierre, who's in Texas. She says, I would respond to the email that said, who is this? Um, what? New phone. Who's this? I would respond with an email that said, who is this? Oh, that's fucking hilarious. She's saying, who is this to a guy who yeah, said, right, I had a heart attack. <laughs> Good for you. That is fucking hilarious. Could you imagine saying that? I had a heart attack. They had to take me to the hospital. Who is this? <laughs> I I see people that park off and walking together side by side, not speaking to each other, but texting in their phones. Yup, that's some bullshit. Kids do that. Oh, yeah. Kids. Yep. They're like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I don't know. Look to your left. Oh, sorry to hear. Take care of yourself. Oh, that's a response. So she's saying that she would respond by saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Take care of yourself. <laughs> These people are funnier than we are, and we're the comedians. That's hilarious. Can you imagine saying to the guy, I had a heart attack and went to the house. Oh, I'm sorry. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Good luck. Sounds like he wanted you to call him at that time. Well, yeah, I'm sure he did, but uh, um, he probably wouldn't answer his phone because he likes to text me. Maybe I should have wrote him back. Are you up? <laughs> yes, we get it done. That would have been the winner. You up? Because <laughs> I'm not. I feel like an email is one step away from the person from the the personal touch that a text is. Yeah. An email is like formal. At least the text is 
I will give you that. An email is probably a little more formal than a text, but there's nothing more sincere than calling a friend. Agreed. Right now, Buena Sera, I hate when people don't call or text, but one minute later, they're on Facebook. Yes, I hate that too. You ever write to somebody on Facebook and you see their little green light is on? You're like, why the fuck are you saying that? I see that you're there. But while Buena Sera is saying hello to us on Instagram... I want to say thank you very much for giving me this great bottle of wine, Mr. Buenasera. His real name is Joe. Joe came to the show on Friday night at the mansion in Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. Joe Causey was on the show. You know very Joe funny. Causey, right? Very, very funny, funny uh, radio personality. Vinny Madunio was on the show. He's a young singer from Staten Island. Nice. He came out and performed. And then I went on stage and we had some fun. And that was at the mansion in Mountain Lakes. And my new friend... Buena Sara, his name is Joe, gives me this bottle of wine. And so we were going to have this tonight on the show if you would like some wine. If not, I'll drink it later. But this wine is called Good Fucking Wine. It's as basic as it gets. Is this wine good? <laughs> it's good fucking wine. <laughs> now, Kevin, being a lawyer at a place where it says, watch what you say, what do you <coughs> say about the title of this wine? So you're going to have a problem selling it to parents. <laughs> hey, Mom, give me some of that good fucking wine. Would you Shut like your mouth! <laughs> can I have some good fucking wine? We ain't got any good fucking wine. What do you, you got? You don't the say that. Wine. Good, fine. Can I have some good fucking yeah. milk then? <laughs> well, if you would like to have some of this, I'll pop it open. I want to find out if it is. Uh, okay. Good um, fucking wine. Where's that uh, thing over there? There's nobody here. Can you do me a favor and get me two glasses? Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, I'm from New Orleans, live in Texas. I don't play around when someone's an ass. Thank you, Dixie. I always know that you're in Texas. Kate Patterson is saying, that looks good, Mike. And Gina Argelis, look, if you had a heart attack and you're sending a one-line email to tell somebody, that's important shit. Grow some balls. And call your friend and tell him what's going on. Thank you so much, Gina. I appreciate that. Your show was fantastic on Friday night, Mike. Thank you so much, Renata Kanapka. She has, where's, where's Renata from? Poland. Poland. She's from Poland. And she Kanapka. came with two friends from Poland, too. And they were very, very nice. And they didn't say much. They just said, good show. Kill very, you. It's very funny. Yes, it's, it's very funny. good. This show's good. Yes, I think it's Mike. good. I like so, you very much. Yes. So what else home. we got? Hey, Stugats, don't go anywhere. Moms love it all. Anthony Rena, I'll only text you when I want to talk to you. Yeah, text me. Say hello to me. Well, thank you very much. Nobody. I don't know why I didn't just do that. I got glasses behind you me. You want to hear something great about text weird... messaging? Yes. I once got booked on a show, and they text messaged me a contract in a text message. <laughs> And I wrote back and I said, I've never felt less confident in the future of a show than when you text messaged me a contract. Like, most shows, we don't get contracts for. Unless you're performing in a theater or something where there's... Most shows, we don't get contracts for. But if you're taking the time to write up a contract, don't cut and paste it into the body of a text message. You're kind of ruining the... Uh... Thank you, sir. We are now going to test... The good fucking wine 
and let you know whether we think it's good fucking wine. Make it a mess over here. Cheers. It's good fucking wine. It's good fucking wine. That's a good fucking wine. Listen, I'm Jewish as long as it doesn't taste like Manischewitz. It's good fucking wine. Kevin Israel, you're Jewish? I thought you were Italian for sure. It's a shocker. Yes. Shocker. The whole lawyer thing? No. I had two options. Lawyer or a doctor. I don't like blood. Um, we got some time for some more questions on this particular topic, and that topic was, should you or should you not text, and should you return an email when someone who continually does something you can't stand after you cut them out of your life? Your backdrop is always reverse on Instagram. Thank you very much of all the things to tell me while I'm podcasting. It drives me That's, crazy. You, know, you just watch it on this show, and you don't have to watch it on Instagram. It's on like that on Instagram because we flip the camera around. Thank you very much for joining in. I look like Tom Kevin, Jones. you look like Tom Jones. Hit young, it. Young, young Tom Jones or old Tom Jones? It's got to be young Tom Jones. I don't know if it's a compliment or not. I've I never been like told. Tom Jones. Never been told I look like Tom Jones. Tastes like people's feet. Uncle Junior. I got a lot of weird fans. They say some crazy shit. Buenos Aires. Weird fans are better than I no never fans. had so talk big time Tommy. Uh, let me read that. That's coming in from the guy who gives the wine. I never had so talk to big time Tommy. Oh, this is uh, big time Tommy's wine. And he calls it good fucking wine. He doesn't return my phone calls or my text messages. So I won't be able to call him anymore and say, I had your fucking wine. Call me back. He's big time. He's big time. Big time. We always give acknowledgement to other entertainers. I had an entertainer on my show a couple of weeks ago. He's brand new to stand-up comedy. His impersonations are fantastic. And he was performing at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club down in Point Pleasant. We both love Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. So anyway... Actually, that could be one of the topics that we could talk about from your law firm. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, nothing. Um, this guy was Nicky Smigs, and he was really, really good when he came on the show. And a gentleman sends me a card. A card hand in written. the mail. Handwritten. Hand Who the fuck writes? I can't, you it's not a text. My, if I sent you handwriting, you would need to go to a scientist to get it read because my handwriting's so bad. Look at right. this guy. He's got nice handwriting, Look at too. that penmanship. God damn. And he, and he doesn't write... Now, we used to say script when I was a kid. You now it's cursive. cursive. But you don't learn either of it anymore. Yeah, you don't, I It's guess. out of the schools. It's out of schools. Really? You don't no. know? How do you write? Oh. Um, Mike, thank you for having me over at your mother's for the podcast and show, it was surreal working with you, given that my buddies and I have been following you for years. I greatly appreciate the advice as I just started getting into the stand-up comedy world. Looking forward to hearing about the East Coast again soon. Best, Nikki Smirliglio. That's, That's his real name, Smirliglio. That's a gentleman. That's a 26-year-old kid who's a gentleman, his parents raised him right. That's old school. And when he came here to do the podcast, he came in with a bottle of wine. And as soon as he came uh, in with I a bottle of wine, he goes, of like, shit. 
No, no, no. That's got nothing to do with anything. We were supposed to have catering, but for some reason or other, our friend Johnny Salami from Hero Kings, his hand just couldn't be here. All I need is this good fucking wine. It's good fucking wine. Let's drink it. So here we go. Here's some more stuff. Greetings from the music doctor. Nikki was too quiet. Mike, you repeated all his jokes. All right, thank you very much. I love positive input. Catholic school still teaches penmanship. I will start but do they learn cursive? That's the question. Yeah. We never called it cursive. It was script. Script, script. yeah. Script. Can you write in script? Remember people ask you that question? Could you write in script? And you're like, of course I could. You're like, wow, you're talented. I'm like, no, they teach you that. You're script to is supposed to be faster when you use it because yeah. it all flows together so you can write faster. I still take notes, obviously. Look, I write it. But do you write in script? Not no. not you wouldn't be able to I read remember it. as soon as I didn't have to write in script anymore, I stopped. Oh. I cut it out of my life. I like writing in script. I used to think I was a calligrapher. What is it called when you do fancy script? You got it. Calligraphy? Calligraphy. Calig Caliglia. I was good with Caliglia. Cold, totally different thing. Yeah, I know, but it was a good movie if you saw it when they cut the heads off. <laughs> you don't see it in the theater. <laughs> Seats are sticky. <laughs> We're really showing our age, at least my age. Remember that movie, Caligula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you needed two glasses of fucking wine. T.S., where's the food? Where's the vino? Yes, cursive have national contests. Yeah, they used to write. Um, really? That's coming in from Cat Patterson, who always writes in his show. Thank you so much, Cat. I hope you come to see a live event soon. And my friend Pamela Springer, thank you so much for always writing in. We're not going to have a number four tonight, but we are going to talk about it. And Laura Brunetti, who has two fantastic books. I've been having tr trouble getting her on the show because her book tour is so busy. Book and tour. I want to get her to come down here. She has uh, two books. Laura, if you yeah. need somebody to open for you on your book tour. Yes. I'm here. Where well, speaking about stand-up, what are you doing now? Where are you performing? Uh, I will be at Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut, May 14th and 15th, Saturday and Sunday. I'm getting up there about once a month. It's one of the, uh, I was lucky, and it was one of the consistent gigs I get every month. So as comedy slowly opens up, uh, you can go to kevinisrael.com for my calendar. And my podcast, The Struggle is Real, is available at the podcast. That's my album, The Struggle is Real. My podcast, Gutting the Sacred Cow, with fellow, Kevin, with fellow comedian Kevin Goatee, where we uh, review movies, is available on all major services, Apple, Spotify, all that stuff. Well, that's fantastic. Tell us about Foxwoods, though, because Foxwoods is a legendary casino. It probably got crushed during the pandemic, and now it's starting to open back up where people can go out there and gamble, maybe spend the weekend over at the hotel. They have pools, tennis courts. It's gorgeous. This is Connecticut, right? Yeah. I got to tell you, they. I started doing it back uh, before Christmas, and they every show's been sold out. Oh, that's They sell badass. out every show. And it's uh, it's a great setup. They were originally doing it in a part of the casino that was mostly closed because of the because of COVID, and now it's it's open back up. But they have they have an outlet mall there. They have all the stuff a normal resort would have. They have two casinos. It's I mean it's it's an awesome spot. But people just want to get out so bad. You can taste it. Yeah. And people people are so happy to be out right now, and they're so audiences are great right now because they're so grateful to be doing something. I agree with you 100%. In fact, this past Friday night, we were at this place called The Mansion. Now, The Mansion's mm -hmm. pretty much a, uh, a wedding facility. What do they call it? A catering hall, mostly weddings. But uh, Michael Martucci decided to do some shows there. 
whether it was singers or comedians, and people were so happy to be out. Now, their capacity would be like 300. I think there was 200 people in the room. And people were wearing masks, but they would take off their mask, eat their food, put the mask back on. I don't really get the, the whole thing, but they were doing it. And there was this one girl who was laughing so hard. She was jumping and jumping and laughing and jumping. And she was probably like 28 years old. Well, her personality and her jumping ignited the people in the room. They weren't even laughing at me anymore. They were just <laughs> laughing at her. And then I started laughing. I'm like, what the fuck are you <laughs> laughing at? I never even thought it was this funny. And we were just having so much fun. So that's why you have to say to yourself as an entertainer, and you people need to say to yourself as an audience, there's nothing like a live nope. performance. You're never going to get that on Zoom. No. No. Have you done Zoom shows? I've done a couple of Zoom shows. I wanted to just shoot myself. It's not fun. Yes. It's not fun. If the audience has... If the audience has 30% of the fun that they would normally have at a live show, the comedian is having 2% of the fun they would normally right. have at a live show. Because it's, it's, it's a rough... There's a delay, and then sometimes you don't hear them laugh. It's, it's, there's a delay in this. Yeah. Um, and I did a few Zoom shows, and you could see the people, but you could also see the people get up and go in the kitchen and make breakfast, and then they come oh, back. so and, weird. And it's really awkward... Uh, you see what their houses look like. You see what their couch looks like. You see what they're wearing. Um, I did one Zoom show. It was like 20 bucks. There was 40 people in one house who put up, uh, you know, 50 cents a person to watch a $20 Zoom show. And you see them all dressed up like weird people. And then they get up and they go get popcorn. They could throw something at their own computer. There was like a riot. And I, did I had a, to see that. I did a show and halfway through my act, Somebody logged on late, and it was like an older person, and you just see, it was like up there, and they must have had the phone like this, and you just heard them in the middle of my act going, is this it? This is the guy? Is this it? <laughs> you could see their could, ear. Could I, what, what's he doing? Is this, this is it? And he just kept saying, this is it. Yes. Yeah, this is, this is it. This, turn off your, turn off your phone, Grandpa. I had a Zoom show for a retirement community. Uh, I didn't even pay. I just wanted to be... You know, give back, whatever. And um, there was nobody there. There was just, <laughs> they, were, they said, they're there. They're listening. I'm like, but I don't see them. Oh, but they're there. I go, but how can I perform for nothing? It's like performing in the mirror. Right. Which is, it's so awkward. It's so, it's, it, we're, 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 we're trained and we write our jokes to be, have responses. And when somebody just says, all right, do your act. You're not going to hear anything. Just do it. It's so, it's like having sex by yourself. Well, that's not always a bad thing. I mean, I've been doing that a lot. There's a chiropractor who told me, boy, you're some jerk off. Um, listen, we've got some people who are writing in about Friday night shows. See, people were dancing. The music was fantastic. The comedy was great. Everybody was having fun. Um, Gina's saying she's on Zoom every day for therapy sessions. I had one student get up with no pants, and then the mother went to go grab her. She also had no pants on. I've seen way too many asses. Could you send us the link to the Zoom? Yes, I would like to see a replay of your Zoom. Awesome live, Mike and Kevin. Thank you, Margaret. Thank Margaret you. Fontana, who was part of, or may still be part of, the Garden State Film Festival, which is one of the greatest independent film festivals in the state of New Jersey, I think. I was always part of it. 
I always had projects in it. I don't know if you're familiar with I it. I hosted a, uh, I've hosted spots at the Garden State Film Festival. Garden State Film Festival, where there's Margaret right now. Thank you, Margaret. Appreciate you saying hello to me and Kevin while we're on the air right now. And Gina, thank you so much for sharing that you've been seeing some asses on Zoom shows. I'd like to do a Zoom show where I saw nothing but ass, but has to be hot ass. Can I say that? Because you're a lawyer now. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I but can't it's too say late. That. I think one of the coolest things about being an entertainer is when people do get happy. Don't you feel great when you make somebody That's happy? Point. That's why we're here. We're here to make people. Well, I'm here to get paid too. I, I mean, yeah. Like, you know. That's, That's why. Isn't it funny when you're at? A, I've always thought this is the funniest part of comedy. When you're at a show and you're getting paid, and if they're not sending you the check, the booker will always come up to you and give you the money like this. Yeah, it's like it's a it's secret. Like, everybody, yeah. what, did you, did you think nobody knew we were getting paid for this? Or they'll go off in the corner and they'll count the money out, and then they'll come over and they'll be like, yeah. what are you doing? Just yep. give me the money. Everybody knows we're getting paid. We all know a booker the secret? who does a lot of that. His name is Bob Gonzo. <laughs> it's not who I was thinking of, by the way. Yeah, well, um, this is a great talent coordinator. He puts on great shows, and we really hope that he gets back in the game and we get back to doing what we were doing. So you either get paid with a sandwich, or you get paid like this. Great show. Great show. Everybody was happy. And then you count it. Uh, huh? <laughs> What's going on here? But we'll take all your shows, Bobby. Yes. You Another thing that's great about the shows that we do is when we do get fans, and the fans can relate with what we say. Fans watching the show right now. Fans watching the show on Instagram. I can't really read the Instagram. It's too far away. Buena Sarah, thank you so much for being you. You're a great guy. And I want to thank also one of my sponsors out in Gilroy, California. Always sending me beautiful bottles of wine. We didn't open this one. We had two last week for the 420 show. We had two bottles of wine and a shitload of marijuana. It was one of the funniest wow. shows I think I've ever done. I don't remember because I was high. But this comes from... Uh, Fortino Winery in Gilroy, California. And thank you so much, Dora, for always sending me bottles of wine. Keep them coming. We really, really like it. I love getting things, and I got this the other day. So a fan of mine knows that I like antiques. There's antiques all over the house. And she dug into her little, uh, I don't know, uh, archives and sent me the smile mug. <laughs> now, let's be honest. It's ugly. And I will have my coffee in it when the sun is shining bright. But if you remember the legacy of what this is, do you? I don't think so. In the 70s, people were wearing smile yeah. t-shirts, smile buttons, the rocks. Remember you could buy a rock? Yeah, I don't know what it was called, one. but yep. there was a smile on the rock. Just think of how stoned people were in the 70s. Let's sell rocks. Where, where there's no overhead. You can get them in the yard. Well, that there was, was in, all... in Forrest Gump. Yeah, he, he when he he, he like washed it, wipes his face in the hat, and then he gives it back to the guy, and it's a smiley face, and you yeah. see the guy go, <gasps> boom, <laughs> there it is. Million dollars. So this was given to me from my friend Colleen, and she has a little thing up there on Instagram called Art of the Drum, because her name is Colleen Drum. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if anybody out there wants to send me gifts, I take money, more than gifts. But you could DM me, I'll give you my address, send me the cash. And when you bring me the cash, I'll have Kevin here, he'll make sure that it's real, and then you hand it to us like this. Yeah, don't, don't say nothing. Like that. Don't say and nothing. he'll keep me from getting in Put trouble with my big mouth. 
So thank you, Art of the Drum. I really appreciate that. Man, what I send you will bring you back to some good old days. Thank you, Anthony Rena. And there's Art of the Drum. Hey, Colleen, we just got done talking about you. I appreciate my yellow mug. Colleen, I'm always going to say it's an ugly mug, but it's funny. Imagine telling somebody they have an ugly mug. Somebody's going to say, that. Mike, you got an ugly mug. I know, it's this one. Hey, it's... That was funny. My father. Pet Rocks, that's what it was called. Talking about following you um, at a hotel in Rhode Island and was looking at furniture and how I could get... Oh, I influenced somebody to steal. That's not <laughs> what I meant. It was a joke. Uh, I never really I never really took sh- anything. Don't say nothing. Oh, shit. Don't say nothing. All right, well, listen, we got to get going. <laughs> Holy shit, I influence people to steal. And you should, especially if you lose money. So this I'm is- Lou, this is Jimmy, and we're out of here. Yes. So thank you so much for that. Let's do a nice quick shout-out to the guy who's usually here. I know a lot of people are very disappointed that Johnny Salami is not here, but at least he's his here in uh, thought. Johnny Salami of Hero Kings, Nutley, New Jersey. He's got yeah, a I great came. place. Make I promised him the number like, four. He's like, oh, you're going to get a sandwich. I promised him the number four sandwich, and he's not here. He couldn't make it, but I'm sure he'll be here next Tuesday. But actually, next Tuesday, I won't be here because I'm going to do the podcast from Los Angeles. Tell my family overhead doors, the best garage door in town. Uh, Okay, then. Well, you just did. Well, if you need an overhead door, as opposed to an underdoor. As opposed to one of those doors that comes, I guess. Yeah. You call Scott. Hold He's on. got all your doors. Scott Laurie won. If you would like to be a sponsor of the Mike Marino Show live from my mother's basement, all you got to do is DM me. Was it always DM? Wasn't it instant message? Now it's direct message. I feel like instant message was the was the more above board way to do it. DM yeah. is like DM is like how they pay us. Yes, like, hey, on the down low. DL, that's the DL. Anybody could sponsor one of our shows. In fact, why don't we do this? Because we got to get going. Kevin, once again, would you tell everybody where they could find you and see where you're going to be performing? Now, I know you talked about Foxwoods, but if you would just give out your social media one more time, that would be great. KevinIsrael.com for all my dates. The Struggle is Real is my album available on iTunes and everywhere you get all that kind of stuff. And I have a podcast with fellow comedian Kevin Goatee called Gutting the Sacred Cow. Every week we bring on a guest to take down a beloved popular movie. It's a fun take on the movie review genre, and it's a podcast that's really blowing up, so check it out. That is fantastic news. And if you're in the Foxwood area, it is a gorgeous place to hang out, gamble, eat, drink, and, of course, go see some comedy shows. I've been very, very lucky. Uh, It seems like the world is starting to open up even more and more for entertainers. All right? Uh, This weekend, both shows are sold out in Leroy, New York. I'm performing at a place called Capiche. And that's up in Leroy, New York, so you can't get tickets for that show. It's a (laughs) 9 o'clock show on Friday night and a 9 o'clock show on Saturday night. And I'm happy to let everybody know it has been sold out. But if you do want to get tickets, look up Capiche on the internet, and see if maybe they're going to add some shows. Because you never know what's going to happen. It's a small place. They're doing social distancing. It's right by Albany, New York. It's a five-hour drive. I want to do a shout-out to my friends that are making the TV series. That Oh, it's a movie called Mob Sense. I go on the set of Mob Sense, which is a comedy 
starting this Thursday in Philadelphia. So hopefully that's going to come out and be something really, that's really awesome. funny. For you. My character's name is Rocco, and uh, I really don't know much about it, but I'm going to read that tonight. Uh, May 6th, I'm going to be back in Los Angeles. So I'm going for Los Angeles May 3rd. May 6th, I'm going to be in Venice Beach opening for Jim Jeffries. Oh, nice. Figure that out because some of my friends are getting together. We're doing an outdoor venue. So if you're in California, folks, they're opening shit up. I'm on my way back to Los Angeles. And I can tell you on May 6th, that's Venice Beach. May 12th, I'll be at the Ha Ha Comedy Club in North Hollywood. This nice. is a place you got to play. Nice. I've been playing there for 25 years. The Ha Ha Comedy Club is open. Only 45 people can watch the show. And it's actually outdoors on the patio. But if I can't sell out 45 tickets, I should just hang myself. Quit. Dora, thank you so much. We were talking about your wine just a little while ago. You chimed in just a little bit late. But it's nice to see you. And we did thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing us wine from Gilroy, California, Fortino Winery. Uh, May 15th, I'm coming back to New Jersey, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be at the Mopac Theater in Morristown. And it was supposed to be 150 seats, but the governor said yesterday, okay, let's bump it to 250. So, Mopac Theater, May 15th, is going to be 250 tickets on sale. May 20th, I'll be at Calandra's, which is an Italian restaurant. And I'm going to be there with Elise Delucci. She's very, very funny. Yeah, and um, I would like to do some shows with you at a place like this. You would like it. I'm going out to the Brokerage Comedy Club, ah. May 22. That's in Long Island. June 3 through June 6, the Laugh Factory opened in Reno, Nevada. The world is starting to open up, back. folks. Coming this back. is opening up. I'm going to be in Reno. I don't even like Reno, but it's open, so I'm fucking going. May 30th, the Not So Late Show, which is a show I do here in the basement. I call it the Not So Late Show because it's not so late, and it's really not the late show. It's only $4.99. The other night, we had great, great entertainers on the show. I'd love to have you on the show, too. To I want you to do Sign this show. We had Chris Monty on the show, great comedian, and Vanessa Rachi, who killed it. Incredible singer. It's only $4.99 to watch this show. I don't even know how these entertainers agree to come to my house and do it. It's not like we're making any money, but we love to entertain, and I'm talking kick-fucking-ass entertainers, so I'd like to have you on the yeah, show. Yes. It's always the last Sunday of the month. Uh, July 10th, I'm going back to NJ Pack with John Bramnick. Now, if you know anything about the NJ Pack, it's New Jersey's uh, Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. Typically, I don't know if I would want to go there in July, because everybody in New Jersey in July heads down to the Jersey Shore. But when a theater calls you and says, hey, we can open at 150 people, you say, okay, and you go. So that's on the agenda. And July 23 through July 24, I'll be Snappers Comedy Club in Palm Harbor, Florida, which I heard it's like Florida. 125 degrees be lovely. in July. Anything else is listed at MikeMarino.net. If you go to MikeMarino.net, subscribe. A lot of people wanted to buy some sweatshirts, T-shirts, masks. Everything's on sale, so go ahead and go over there. She was incredible last night. Right, right. She, she's actually saying it was, um, it was Sunday night that we did the show. Tonight's Tuesday night. Sunday night, the singer just That's hit awesome. it out of the fucking That's ballpark. Awesome. You hear this person. You ever see a singer warm up, yeah. and then they put this mask on their face, and it's giving them some kind of um, fog. What is it? Really? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, 
helps them with their breathing. But she was doing that A-E-I-O-U. And I swear my neighbors were just going ballistic. All the vowels. Yes. So we're having a lot of fun. We're going to keep on doing it. If anybody wants to sponsor a show live from my mother's basement or the Not So Late Show, all you have to do is DM me and I'll show you exactly how to do that. We're going to be having one of my top sponsors back on the show. His name is Andy Rosenfarb. Now, this guy is my title sponsor. He's going to be sponsoring the May 15th show over at the Mopac Center in Morristown. Acupuncture. Mm. He's a genius. And he does this thing that helps cure your eyesight, helps cure aches and pains. And he came to me by one of my friends who is a chiropractor. His name is Jim Checchio. Jim Checchio comes over every week, gives me an adjustment that's just so insane. Because yeah. you think this rough, tough guy could really break you in in pieces. But when you're done getting that adjustment. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually telling you the truth without any kind of comedy here. When I got sick from getting the Moderna shot and I had a headache, I must have spent an entire day drinking as much water as I can, taking uh, Tylenol like every four or five hours. When Jim Checchio came over my house, my headache was gone as soon as he snapped my neck. Pow. Snapped my neck, adjusted the back, then he always goes for the arm. And a lot of people know, as soon as he touches the arm, I got a lot of pain over here because I masturbate a lot. And that's what he said. He called me a real jerk-off. But when you want to have a doctor in your house telling you the truth, you might as well do the right thing. You understand? I want to thank our producer, Tatiana Blueshell, for putting together these shows all the time. She's absolutely the best. Big congratulations to Tatiana and her husband, Cody, because they just qualified for a mortgage. Ah, and in Los Angeles, they're going to do something really fantastic. I hope they buy themselves a nice big castle and I get to move into the back house. <laughs> All right, we had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Kevin, for coming Thanks and for hanging out me. with us. Remember, let's make America Italian again. The motto is you don't know nothing, you don't see nothing, you don't say nothing. And how do I end every single one of my broadcasts by always saying the same thing? Don't, don't take no, no shit from, from nobody. nobody. Good night. Uh, all right. Good sign. Yeah, that's just fucking annoying. Huh? Thanks for listening to Live from My Mother's Basement with me, Mike Marino. Make sure you log on to all my social media at Mike Marino Live on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.